0: Welcome to the Business Benchmark Group podcast, where you'll learn how to think strategically about your business and discover that while business is not easy, it doesn't need to be hard. With over 20 years' experience in turning stalling businesses into thriving enterprises, here is your host, Stefan Kazakis, the founder and CEO of Business Benchmark Group. Hi, I'm Stefan Kazakis from Business Benchmark
1: Group, and I'm really, really excited today because we're uh, just putting the final touches for our event today, the uh, Your Profit Blueprint event um, it's it's the mid-year one we do it two times a year for our clients and our immediate community it's about taking it up a step it's about concentrating and moving your business forward I'm also very excited because you know we've just kicked off a brand new program at Board of Directors 12 you know it's our signature program it's where our it's where our clients and champion Aussie businesses who uh, take their first step into, into, into growing a business that's going to be predictable ultimately a business that's going to give them the choice the choice for having an an opportunity for the quality of life that them and their uh, you know the owners and their team all deserve. So in this podcast we're just about to uh you know we are going to be sharing one of our success stories in 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 Tony and Tristan from H2 Pro who at the point when they uh they, sh- they shared the uh, this particular podcast was six months into their journey at Board of Directors 12. And, you know, their ability to get really intimate, really, really, really close in their relationship with their time and their time management and the tool and the freedom that that created for them, specifically, you know, what we call GM time, you know, the time that you allocate to not only work in your business, but the reference of working on your business that ultimately ensures that with clarity and thinking time, you you are making the decisions that are going to make the difference. You know, if we could all structure one hour of thinking time, one hour of GM, general manager time, in our diaries every single week, and we stay true to that, the upside of that is in the millions. So Tony and Tristan are still clients of ours three years on and have gone to greater and greater heights. When they shared their uh, their story with us, with what we're sharing with you, they had had their most greatest month ever in business. Now, at Business Benchmark Group, this is what we do. What we're just about to do with over 100 people here today at uh, at our Your Profit Blueprint event is take them on the next 6 to 12-month journey. We are all about forecasting the future, but, but, but really staying true to what needs to be done today. The high value income generating activities that actually make a difference. Remember, there is no such thing as a bad business, there is a confirmed aspect in the world known as bad business owners making bad business decisions. It's not that they go out of their way to do that. It's just that they don't allocate the thinking time, the general management time of thinking about what are we doing and how are we closing the gap for what is our obstacle. I'm Stefan Kazakis, business benchmark group for which double-digit growth is our only ambition as long as it's sustainable and predictable for the future. Speak to you soon. So I just want to, um, I just want to introduce our, our Champions in Business interview business this month. And they're a champion in business only because of the sheer fact of a thing called resilience, tenacity, consistency, getting on with the show. And it's fair to say that in the last 12 months for many of us that know them and have got to know them and have got to hear their story and ultimately their ability to get out there and share their story, as current Manningham Business of the Year champions, their application and devotion to getting out there and inspiring many other businesses, regardless of size or magnitude or maturity or age, as to what it takes to be a winner, but also be an exceptional ambassador of the Manningham Business Excellence Award, and sharing the story so that again it inspires there's nothing more prevalent than an inspirational set of words to lead to actions. So I wish to introduce Tony and Tristan from H2Pro who in the last 12 months, and I'm going to take this interview from the point of when they won the award and what happened since then and what's going to happen going forward. Is that okay? Because I think every one of us has actually heard what happened in the lead up to the award and they're winners. But that doesn't mean there's a pina colada in their hand and life is cool. The show has just begun. So, in the last 12 months, they've built a business, a team that is growing. They have four dedicated team members for which they are investing in. They are growing and continuously building a core for which they'll continue to grow from in terms of a thing in business called people. They've had an increase of revenue to the tune of 25%, double digit but exceptional double digit and are on track to do that again in the next 12 months and beyond. They had their biggest ever month in revenue and gross profit in July and now that serves as a benchmark for continued growth. For continued, let's go and do it because we've done it before and we can do it again. So it serves as a benchmark to keep on chasing. They have a database that's continuing to grow at approximately 30% per annum. Now, why do I reference that as something we need to know? Because if you're not growing a database, if you're not growing a community, if you're not growing a tribe that you can constantly be communicating to and letting them know what you're up to and what's valuable for them, then what are you building? Something called every day I go and search for a brand new person when you've already got a tribe that you should be building. So it's everyone's responsibility to be building a database and at H2 Pro Plumbing with the support of many great advisors around them, they're growing their database by approximately 30% per year. They were awarded Manningham Professional Service Business of the Year 2014. They were awarded... Manningham Business of the Year 2014. They joined Board of Directors 12 in March 2015, just six months ago. I wish to introduce Tony and Tristan from H2 Pro Plumbing. Thanks Tony and Tristan. (laughs) Now Tristan says she doesn't enjoy interviews, but I I just think. You know, she's done so many of them in the last uh, nine months. I think, I think you secretly, secretly do, love do love it. But more importantly, as I mentioned, guys, I want to take this, um, I want to take this interview and and the sharing of a story here. Um, we know their business, their, Man- their Manningham business of the year. That's a foregone conclusion. They're, they're ex- exceptionally deserving of that accolade. But what's happened since is way more important for I think the audience and and, and what we're shaping for the future than what it took to do. And participate in the award is that fair guys yep Yep. so what I want to know is what were the crossroads so you win this award you're actually looking in the mirror thinking, oh my god we actually did this And, and I'm sure you had a celebratory moment in doing that but what was what was the crossroad the business was at in November 2014 here you are you've got an award the outside world now just looks a little closely you guys probably have a look a little closely and there's a crossroad and now it's about getting up the next day and getting on with business. There's no red carpet in all Hollywood here, mate. Yeah. So what were the crossroads back in November?
2: I suppose, well, first of all, it was, we really were you know, pinching ourselves about w- winning the award. So, um, and, and I remember the first thing that we sort of said to each other once all the, you know, we'd got the trophies and all that sort of stuff. And we're standing in the room we sort of looked at each other and said, what are we going to do now? <laughs> but um, I think the crossroad then was that we had we had to live up to winning that award, uh, so we had to move forward and prove that we were worthy of uh, receiving such an accolade. Um, and on top of that, I mean, we we did have our struggles in business, even though you know we were a, a, a growing business, but that was. Our, our growth wasn't where we wanted it to be and that was really our struggle point to, to move forwards.
1: And Tristan from your perspective who again are very involved in the business and, and are, a significant um, support for Tony but more importantly the business as a whole. What was your I guess thoughts of here we are we've we've reached this milestone and now we've got to get on with you know running and growing the business. What was the vision?
3: Um, well again as Tony reiterated, winning the award, we did really do that, oh my God, what, where do we go from here? But it, it just gave us more, um, I guess, passion to then go for and get what we wanted. The problems we had before winning the award, we still had after winning the award, nothing had changed except that drive. So the vision to be the business that we wanted to be, which was sort of like a benchmark plumbing group in our local area, the passion to get there and make it that business just a cool and group.
1: Yeah, and from that perspective, I guess what got you here exactly won't get you there. No. So there had to be some degree of change. What was the most important thing that needed to change or what was holding you guys back from continuing the journey of not only benchmark, profitable, predictable, ultimately building something that can t- stand the test of time? I, th-
2: I think a lot of it was um, not knowing when the next step was you know to when do we put on that other van? When do we you know start advertising for that next sort of tradesman? Start scouting around, and um, I think a lot of that was due to we we knew our numbers, but we didn't really know the numbers that we needed to know. So um, you know, coming back to like from since starting with you guys, um, you know. Key number reports is has been key to to that that growth. Is okay, um, you know. Our utilisation target is at this. It's consistently where it needs to be. This now means you know we we can look at moving forward, not just going through that state of mind of, I oh, G, uh, you know, we're so busy we need another person. Just quickly throw someone on, and then anything can happen, sort of thing, you know.
1: So, would it be fair to say what was holding us back was the size of our fleet, our resources, and then, yep. I guess, the fear of, geez, that's going to be expensive to do that. Is this the right thing to do?
2: There, yeah, there was that. And, and there was also, uh, sort of, as a, a, a business owner, um, which I still get trapped in at the time, to- you know, now and, and back then, is um, sometimes there was a lot of too much focus of me working in the business, so it was always... You know trying to keep on top of everything, keeping everyone happy um, client-wise but then all the incoming stuff and the um, to move forward was lacking because I wasn't spending time on the business so I mean that was that comes back to you know default diary and and GM time and all that sort of thing which is w- what sort of needed to be implemented.
1: So there'll be people in the room that are hearing default diary that would say yeah we get that one and there'll be others thinking what <laughs> and gm time can you just elaborate what does gm time mean for you from let's call it the start of this year to now and where it's taking you next what does gm time mean which is general manager time
2: I gm time for me is time uh, It's time that i spend to generate additional business for the company uh building relationships all the stuff that that actual workers can't do that I can do. I mean, they're out there earning X amount of dollars an hour, but this, the work that I'm doing, as you say, GM times 10. So it, it, it's um, it's building it's building a relationship, building a database, and and ensuring the ongoing, um, I suppose, vehicle of the business so that it keeps rolling on, not just coming to it, doing the big roller coaster busy and then crash. Oh, now we have got nothing.
1: And I vividly remember when Tristan pulled you in by the ear. And <laughs> she did. <laughs> she pulled you in by the ear. She so said, You've got to sit down and listen, because you need to listen to this. And uh, <laughs> and, and 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 more importantly, you know, we talk about entering awards and, and the process and how it definitely lends itself to reflection and, and ultimately confirming, you know, where were we, where are we, what's the gap in positive, what's the gap in negative, and how do we bridge that, you know, the yeah. gap of continuous positive. And improving the gap of negative, when you look at Tony and how he's performing as a general manager, mm-hmm. and now come from the the wife side of things, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. <laughs> looking, at, looking at Tony and, and seeing a, a, you know, a glimpses of transformation, what can you share with I guess the room, and and ultimately what it means mm-hmm. for your confidence in growing something now that definitely aligns itself with the vision, yeah. and the possibility that our you know we're growing a legacy business at some point. How do you see Tony's uh, behaviour and time management?
3: Uh, he's definitely more confident, to be honest. He's confident, more confident in the decisions he's making. He's actually sitting down and doing the work but, and, work, you know, changing his priorities has been the main thing. Yeah,
2: yeah it, it, it's really allocating that time to actually sit down and these things have to be done and just doing it. Not, Letting other things get in the way, like you know, a, a job will come in, and oh, yeah, I'll do that bit later, and I'll go and do this job. Um, that's when things just get scattered, and you set yourself up for a fall again.
3: And much more efficiency on Tony's behalf, and I think that's what represented that our biggest revenue month. We worked so efficiently that month, and that's definitely got so much to do with Tony spending more time working on the business rather than.
2: Yeah, we've, all, we've also sort of shifted a lot of responsibility um, onto team members, um, which we get a lot of great feedback from because they do want to step up. They don't, you know, they don't necessarily just want to be the worker that just does the plumbing and that's it. They want to have feedback, uh, you know, into what's working, not working, what's not working. So we, when we have team meetings, I say, oh, you know, how we're doing our invoicing and whatever, and and, and reports on stuff. What, you know, is that clunky or is there a better way of um, scripting it or putting it together so um, it, it comes back to admin and we can understand what's going on and things don't just get lost in the midst of wherever, you know?
1: Have you, have you raised the bar in your business in terms of that, you know, that team meeting thing and that delegation thing that you were just referencing because that's what you're referencing there. Yep. Have you raised the bar into in terms of Accountability? Yes. And is that a direct relationship with your, uh, I guess your time with Damien more so in the one-on-one stuff and your accountability again to your business, not to Damien, but to your business and your productivity?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So does it
1: flow through?
2: It does. Um, Team meetings have been key um, for efficiency, Uh, it's alignment. Everyone knows where they need to be on the same page, uh, what we expect, constantly um, fine-tuning processes. Uh, if there's slip-ups during the week, uh, a couple of weeks ago we actually had two minor sort of you know, mishaps on, on jobs and that basically came back to the system wasn't followed and that was, all right team, come back together, this happened because you didn't do this and this. If you had done this and this, wouldn't have happened.
1: So, so the fact that we can pick on those things, how does that play out for when we multiply? I mean, we're talking about 25% growth in the next 12 months and who, who knows which award next? But more importantly, as we continue to multiply our business and grow, how does some of these baseline systems and the growth of them, as in keeping them simple but followed, keeping them simple but followed by, but understood, how does this come with us over the journey of growing our business?
2: I think it really has to be uh, instated in in team culture. Um, I suppose a system is just another real word for a recipe, I suppose. So if people can follow the recipe, there shouldn't be a mistake. So if we don't have those strong systems that everyone knows that this is how it's done, this is how it's followed every day, every job, it shouldn't be a problem. But when it sort of gets a bit, you know, there's a bit of leeway here and, oh, don't worry about it at that time and, you know, i just do this instead, you start getting, you know, the system starts falling apart.
1: So when you think about your business and you think about uh, where you were, which was an okay business, but we need to step it up as we need to continuously step it up, where do you see the business as in H2 Pro, whether it's a locally focused and champion business or something that keep on keeps on rippling out. When do you see it in the next two or so years, the next 12 to 24 months? What do you see as your roadmap?
2: Well, our current roadmap is that we're trying to uh, put on you know, another van every sort of 12 months. So you know, I suppose our 24 month strategy is uh, five vans and you know, a revenue of two to $2.5 million. Does
1: that scare you? Yes. Good answer. (laughs) Tristan, does that scare you? Largely. (laughs) But (laughs) it's also (laughs) exciting. Yeah, it is exciting. And, And if it doesn't scare you, don't do it. No. If you are not scared about a high performance challenge, don't do it. Because you're going to flirt with form or feel you're invincible, which means you're not going to have your plan B's concrete. You're not going to have your plan B's right there to be pulled at any moment to ensure if you're sinking, you pull the lever and sort of, you get to this far in the water, right? So it's got to scare you. When you set a high performance challenge, whether you're going from a half a million dollar business to a one million dollar business, to a two million dollar business, to a five million dollar business, to a 20 million dollar business, to a 50 million dollar business, and they're the five phases. If you don't get scared every so often, I'm gonna strongly recommend Don't flirt with form. If you think you're gonna move forward and grow from where you are to two and a half million dollars within 24 months, which would definitely be in a minority, that sort of growth, that's called gazelle growth, triple digit growth. If you're gonna do that without some sort of fear and a contingency, then I recommend don't do it. So fear is good. Fear is good only from the pure fact that it keeps us grounded and it keeps us real, but it should not keep us paralyzed. Does that make sense? At some point this little baby becomes a young girl, who becomes a teenager and daddies get nervous, right? But that's not the point. (laughs) The point is your business continues to grow and it continues to mature. It is up to you to be the captain of that ship and understand that there might be troubled waters ahead, otherwise known as a choke point and what are your strategies? So, when we consider four or five or six business units, each contributing to a two and a half, three million dollar outcome, what is the most important line, which we haven't discussed in that outcome? Which is the most important number when it comes to business? Gross Profit. Which is in your business influenced by
2: utilization.
1: Bingo. Well done. So, so the point is, and, and again, no. the guy's in an interview, not coaching session. <laughs> <laughs> but it's about sharing, right? It's it's about sharing in a in a trusted space, and that's very important. So, Tristan, how do you um, how do you see your role evolving as the business moves? closer and closer to that
3: vision? Um, I think at some stage I'll probably need some help to get there. I can't do it all on my own, just like we can't do it all on our own. Like we're only, even though we're small, we're a band of four. Um, We're actually not. We've got people behind us. Um, We've got marketing people, coaching people, graphics people. I'm gonna need some more help doing what I do for some more ideas and just, I guess, to give myself some extra support on how we get there as well. I only know what
1: I know, and I need help to get there. No, and that's uh, that's being frank and uh, and authentic. And, and you know, 25 years on for myself, I still have a coach mm-hmm. that's paid, yep. and it hurts.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: but to not pay and not hurt yeah. would mean You're like, pina colada that's right. and life is Obviously. good. Yeah. So you know, so what, what are your top three tips for businesses that are at a crossroad? Perhaps struggling, perhaps they're in a stalemate, perhaps they're stuck. Perhaps they just need a little bit of this or a little bit of that. What are your three, three top tips?
2: My top one is delegation. Uh, definitely, I, I, it took me a long time to believe that there were other people that worked in our team that can do the job as good as I can. That way I can get on with growing the business, not so much doing the work. I suppose number two is embrace um, technology. You know, we uh, we brought on a, a CRM system eighteen months ago, which we struggled with for for a year, and it was a real monster. So we, we dropped that and we brought on a a much simpler one, and it took us pretty much a couple of months to really implement and. can actually take the place of staff members like it makes things so easy cuts down on your time no double entering of you know paperwork and whatnot Uh, you know time sheets inventory invoicing quoting all on the one system transparent to everyone on the team fantastic scheduling the whole lot whereas you know before I used to send texts to guys. Oh, I'd go to this place at tomorrow at eight o'clock, and then this place, and whatever. And then they'd have to go and fill out a paper invoice, and then a timesheet, and then a running sheet, and then staple the materials to it. And then we just dump them on Tristan's desk, and then she, <laughs> then editor. she'd spend three days <laughs> putting all this stuff in. Which now you just touch a button, and it's done.
1: Sounds so. like efficiency. Mm. Yeah, you got to embrace yeah. technology. In, in all seriousness everyone in the room, if you don't have a digital aspect to your business evolving and growing, whether it's in the back end systemisation of the business or in the front end sales and marketing aspect of your business, you probably won't be surviving business in 15 years' time and probably is an overcooked um, timeline. You need a digital arm to your business, um, otherwise you will have an issue in business within 15 years time. A significant one. Yeah, and that's excellent. given everyone a not heart attack approach to the timeline. In real terms it's five years guys. Let me get to the truth. Five years, you've got to have a digital arm to your business. And the third?
2: The third um, is oh okay, there's four then. <laughs> I spoke three I'll, I'll go with database then. Uh, database is key for, well not only, us should be for everyone. Um, it's our gold, uh, you know, it's, it's so much more efficient to get back to your database time-wise than to bring in new customers. Uh, in the words of, uh, went to a sales seminar that was run by Tony Guattari, who was one of the guys behind getting Harvey Norman to where they are today. He says, all these people, you know, think of your clients as a, as a shed, milking shed full of cows. He goes, but all these people want to go out and buy new cows. He goes, just milk the ones you've already got. <laughs> so,
1: so... And Tony knows a few things about cows. He, he does. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so uh, getting back to database for us, and, and we've, we've cut out a, a lot of um, expense in... Um, marketing that was not really bringing us the return, and we've more invested that back into uh, getting our existing database to buy back from us.
1: Yeah, great strategy. And,
2: and refer, or obviously then to grow a referral business, so then f- to refer us on.
1: I mean, I mean the stats suggest. I'm not sure where the stats have come from, but six times cheaper doing business with the people you've already done, you've already done or doing business with. So. If you have a, an apportionment of your marketing budget geared towards retention and and, uh, and customer loyalty, you're going to be better served. And the fourth, and I know it was going to be Board of Directors 12, and Damien, yep. um, in 13 and a half words or less, what could you say about Board of Directors 12? As a husband and wife team, okay. Tony takes the seat and Tristan joins Tony in the one-on-one sessions with Damien, what could you share about Board of Directors 12?
2: Um. We have had other trade-based mentors um, before and, and, and still have, uh, but since we have jumped on board with Board of Directors 12, quite honestly, our growth has, has skyrocketed to um, levels that it has never been before. Um, it's given us a real understanding of business workings of, you know, n- really numbers has been the key thing for us. You know, we used to be so, you know, marketing and this and that. Um, But to have an understanding of um, where we're going, uh, 90-day plan strategies, um, all of those sort of things has really, really um, pushed us forward and the accountability has been massive. You know, I love the black and white side of it. It's not, uh, you know, I remember when Damien said, so, have you done this? And I said, well, he goes, well, that means no. It's either yes or
1: no. Okay, no. <laughs> and a great coach. <laughs> a great coach. A great coach doesn't buy grey zone. <laughs> well on mate. Okay. Well done, guys. I'm Stephen Kazakis. How good was that? I guess, you know, listening to Tony talk about his uh, his top three tips for businesses who are at a crossroad, you know, delegation and trusting the team. If we just focus on that one and the upside of what that actually means. You know, the reality of business is the, the what is always the leader's responsibility. Leadership is all about inspiration. Leadership is about growing resources. Leaders are about confirming what, what is it that we are on the journey for? What is it that we're ultimately moving towards? What is it as a gap, as an obstacle that we are bridging from point A to point B? And then you think about the team, the trusting of the team, the ultimate empowering of the team who are ultimately responsible for the how, the how we will move the gap forward. That is the distinct difference. Leaders are responsible for the what. The team, as long as you trust them and learn to work together in harmony and on the one page, are responsible for the how. I'm Stefan Kazakis, Business Benchmark Group, making a difference to every small business owner that wishes and wants and ultimately is committed to achieving big business results. <music>
0: For more information about Business Benchmark Group's coaching, education, and training programs, visit businessbenchmarkgroup.com.au or call 039001 0878. If you liked this podcast, please rate it on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud and leave feedback as well.